We are live and in color. Welcome in to the Bobby McMahon edition of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandeo, and Frank the Tank. Not from Alaska, Baraska. Nope. You got it. Wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet Plus. Thanks for joining us today. Ready to go? Where did you have Bobby McMahon at two career NHL goals? Mm-hmm. Not knowing that he was playing till 4 o'clock. Coming up with a hat trick on six shots last night. I saw someone say that he was plus 700 to score a goal. So, really? Yeah, so wow. I don't know what happens if you do the multiple. It's not 700 times three to get to whatever those odds were. It was, it's a big number for him to have scored a hat trick. So. I, I think the, a shocker. I think the odds of um, him scoring a goal was similar to the ones that the gardener will actually be done in three years. Oh, did you see that? <laughs> I did, did not see that? see that. Sammy told me about it. What is going on? Well, I can't even get on the gardener from the East End. Yeah, so it's two lanes shut down both ways from Dufferin to Strawn. And may I remind you, we are hosting the literal World Cup in two years. Yeah, but they're door, they're going to have it open for that portion oh, somehow. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Whatever repairs okay. are being done will be fine at that time. So I think the odds are very similar to it actually being done, too, yeah. you know. You guys don't you, you don't use it to come to work every day, do you? No. No. I, don't. Okay. I, take, the, I take the Red Rocket every day. All right. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's just brutal. That's all I've been thinking about all day. That's, that's <laughs> a... It's not just the gardener that's affected. Not to do City News 680 here, but we're doing our <laughs> Toronto Hour. People that are listening right now, there's many people on the gardener at this very moment yeah. listening to my voice. Think about how bad it is in rush hour right now. Right. Four lanes just down? Oh, my traffic God. Some, dude, I bought my first ever house last year, yes. two years ago. Thank you very much. Yes. Wow, uh, congrats. The East End, and like the day after I bought it, they just ripped down the ramp to the garden. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> can I get how my long, money back, how until I, I can access that again? <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, oh right. yeah. Sorry. Is she doing more? Has done your six eighty uh, traffic report? <laughs> We're trying to bail you out. I, you got the sleepy eyes today. We're just trying to get power through. How the you show doing over there, Kippy? Well, uh, will the gardener be ready by the time Morgan Riley's suspension's over? <laughs> Five games. Uh, Five which games. Was we, the number both hosts of this show predicted. We didn't get uh, the news out fast enough yesterday, but they did get it out prior to puck drop. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we, we said it, five. Yeah. I said one underneath Perron's. And uh, I don't know, your thoughts. Can I, can I ask you about the report out there that it was leaked before the Leafs actually knew what the number was? Did you oh, see really? that? No. Yeah. That there was some, you know, that Kevin Weeks leaked the number. That was the first thing. And maybe that they were, got that news broken to them by a newsbreaker. Oh, yeah. Thoughts on that? Yeah. I don't really care. You know, okay. they're not to whatever, but like, I don't, it doesn't. It, it certainly adds to the conspiracy theory that they're out to get the Leafs. Does it? Because th- there's a, there is a general feeling that, that, uh, yeah, the whole thing was kind of set up, I think, just because the whole hockey world's watches when it's a Toronto Maple Leaf. Why is it? better than beating the Leafs? Hey, <laughs> why is it? 
this whole thing that there's a conspiracy theory about the Leafs. So is there, here, hold on. Is there any factual basis why they would want the Leafs to take the hard end of things? Given the size of the audience, you think they would want to cater to? What would be the potential reasons? Because I think of us. I think that. Me and Kip? Yeah, no, us three. <laughs> Just us three. We're the only ones talking about the Leafs. Yeah. Well, where would you talk, want to hear anybody else talk about the Leafs other than us three? Right. But I think there's so much blow, there's wind from everybody talking about this for so long, it feels like they look soft if they go soft in the Leafs. Yeah. You know, and I just, like, I don't know if I believe that Peros hates the Leafs or whatever it is, but to me, it's like, I tweeted it out, and boy, people are still, my Twitter mentions are still at war zone, but I said that there's a Leafs suspension tax, and it's always two to three more games than it should be. And I, I just feel that's, I, you can never convince me otherwise that there's not a Leafs suspension yeah. tax. There is something to be said that, uh, the rest of the league does watch the way the Leafs get treated, for sure. And we've talked about this on at multiple occasions that like, there is this ongoing jealousy of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it always has to do with the attention that they get or the money that they make. And it pisses people off because... They hate us! They Whether they're in first us. place or last place, it doesn't change. And everybody yeah. else doesn't live by okay. that same principle. So, therefore, uh, you know, there's a, there's a certain arrogance around the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, but when you know, there's a chance to stick it to them, they want to see you get stuck. But the league shouldn't want that. You look at other leagues and it's like the NBA will do anything to have the Lakers be successful and to cater to LeBron. And you look at, you know, the Yankees and, like, the, those leagues – those are their meal ticket. The Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they, they prop up. All, the, the Leafs prop up three teams in the league financially with the money they make. You'd think they would go out of their way to, to cater to them. You know, so in terms of kicking around theories, what about Brendan Shanahan? Jared Batman. <laughs> you know, former, yeah. he was the yeah. former uh, Department of Player Safety head. He's been involved since yeah. he left there. This is when... All these stats you see right now, but the Leafs getting the hard end of yeah. the, the deal is since Peros has taken over and Shanahan's yeah. been out. Is there some sort of relationship there? Yeah. Yeah? I, uh, listen, uh, I don't know. Some people are suggesting would Brendan Shanahan have helped or hurt the process right. by being involved. I'm he like, just, how, how, does, how does a president not go in to a call and, and protect his player. Yeah, and you but, think he would know the ins and outs of the system in a way that he could say... Yeah, but there's, there's just... Uh, yeah, I don't think there there would be any bearing on that one way or the other. It's just... It is what it is. But yeah, I'd be a little upset if I was the Toronto Maple Leafs right now knowing that uh, the PA had no idea how many games there were suspensions for Morgan. The Leafs didn't know. Morgan didn't know. Uh, Kevin Weeks knew before all three of them knew. I guess so I'm where, different. I don't where, where care would, about this. Where, where would that information have come from? Well, one of the guys on the panel there probably sent a text to yeah. maybe Weeks or whatever. Yeah, but that but what that would doesn't it have happen. Changed, you know, it, like it, it doesn't change anything. But why? Well, I think why would you why would you leak that information and you're not leaking every other suspension? It, it would if I'm a person in the least front office, I am livid that that information came through a leak as opposed to the leagues tweeting it out. And I know that you're making a face, but like 
It just shows that it has no bearing, but it, has no it bearing, just. But you're saying like, oh, rather than it, every other suspension, do we it, know that every other suspension doesn't leak? Yeah, we do. Yeah, I don't we think pretty we do. much. Do. I, I don't think. I don't know. I just don't see. I don't care. Yeah. About this. No, I know that, but <laughs> it's just it, it's a personal. It's just personal. Yeah. That's all. It's a personal leak. It's yeah. a personal that. What, what? I agree. The Leafs should know right? first. By the way, I'm not trying to be like Morgan should know before it. Kevin sure. Weeks is leaking it. Yeah. Of course they should. Hundred percent. Right. I'm with yeah. you on that. Uh, the other. But uh, by the, the way, they are going to appeal it. Yeah, they are going to appeal it, which <laughs> again uh, lends itself to maybe a bit of a, I don't know, conspiracy theory that the reason why it didn't get to six games is because. Six goes to an independent arbitrator, oh, oh and my. five it's doesn't. Five only goes to Gary and ends with Gary. Six goes to an independent judge. Oh, yeah. I'm way in on that conspiracy theory. I'm in on that. Are you? Tinfoil hat. 100%. Thank you very much. They, they don't want to get... They don't want some other person to come in and show them up and embarrass the process and whatever. This is the safest thing they Sammy, could have done. Sammy, what do you think? But am I on to something? Yes, yeah. I think over the last three years of doing this show, I have really improved on being conspiracy Joe with the Leafs. Yeah. Like I've stopped talking with the le- the, le- the refs as much and being hard done by as a Leaf fan and all this stuff. But this one's revving the engines again, boys. <laughs> like I, I, you know, can I read a a, t- a tweet that I got from somebody yesterday for you? <laughs> if do. it really will make you upset or piss you off, absolutely. <laughs> it really hit home. What exactly are the benefits of being a Leaf fan anymore? Players don't take discounts. Every team, every game against them is the other team's Stanley Cup. Penalized more than any other teams. Punished more strictly. Get the fewest five-on-threes. Called soft, but when they're not soft, they're banned. You know why? Because you're, you're relevant. What's All the, of those things. I read that and I was like, matter. oh my yeah. God, that was hit me way too hard. But you matter. People care about what's going on with your club. Good message. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, what is the benefit of being a least fan? What is the benefit of us talking the rest of the show? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, anyways. I uh, I can see that being the case. So they're going to be without Morgan for five games. Even if this appeal is won, he's, for whatever reason, they drag their feet on this sort of stuff, and it never seems to get done in time to save you actual hockey games. So was it uh, you mentioning that Sheldon had said that Brad Tree Living was going to make a public comment. He said last that they, night. That they walked back. Last night during his press post-game. conference, yeah. post-game press conference, somebody asked him about the suspension. Clearly, I think it was Terry Koshelian that yeah. asked him. And he said that tomorrow, Tree Living is going to address you guys. And we got news today that they're appealing it. And yeah. he will not address them. So, in itself, to me, that's sort of newsy. And the fact that, was this just typing out the email and not sending it when you're mad? Like, what's the, like, you just, you're, you're pissed off and yeah. you just take a breath? Uh, I, I, yes. To, to your point, 100%, this is just maybe sleeping on it or giving it a few hours, letting it calm down, taking more emotion out of it. I think it's the right decision to not, for Brad Tree Living not to speak of it. Because all he's going to do is add more questions and I don't think it would serve much of a purpose until you're further down the process of whatever appeal they think they're going to get. Yeah. 
I think that's a good point, is that you're going to have an appeal, and that appeal is going to be based on opinion and feeling and whatever, and if you go out there and bury the league and the Department of Player Safety and Bettman publicly and then ask them for forgiveness, they aren't going to be so inclined to give you that. But I do think, Kip, I do think going out and saying that we just think this is garbage. Sure. It, you know, unites I, I sort of think, Leafs fans behind you. I think, I think it's been done already. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that Brad needs to put a cherry on top of that. I think it's been pretty much covered here. And I'm just wondering, too, uh, a 4-1 victory last night. So a lot of positives last night. Just Good energy. Tons. Do you want to now go today, go backwards, mm-hmm. and take maybe the focus off of a 4-1 win? I think, yeah. you know, if they come out and they get smoked last night, 6 nothing or 7 nothing like L.A. did against Buffalo, perhaps we might hear from Brad Tree Living, but with such a good 60 minutes last night, mm-hmm. I think Brad coming out and, and meeting the public today and refocusing on uh, a negative like this story would kind of take yeah. away from last night. And, you know, Riley's gone for five games. Maybe he's gone for four games. You know, like total, like if they win this appeal and get it knocked down again. They won't, they won't, it won't be heard fast enough. Yeah. So it's probably five games. So, you know, I think they probably like, well, just move on here. You know, like the, we'll wait and see if they win the appeal or not. But to your point, for tree living to make that the focal point today doesn't make a ton yeah, of sense. Just move on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just yeah. move on. Yeah. Okay. That's what we'll do right now when we go to Sheldon Keefe for our first Kipper's Clipper of the day on his 3,000. Thousand view from the game last night. Guys played well, you know. Played a pretty pretty simple game, which was required, especially once we got the lead. You, know, you guys to step up in different ways. I, I thought we had a lot of great efforts tonight, and then Bobby, of course, you know, uh, two huge goals for us, and uh, you know, uh, uh, a cool empty netter to, to finish it off. So yeah, terrific day or terrific end to. Kind of a strange day for us, quite honestly. You know, with a lot of our lineup uncertainty and stuff like that. Bobby himself really didn't know he was going to play until he got to the rink here today. So, <clears throat> Steve's was a very last-minute arrival for us and lineup change. So, lots of things uh, happening there. We had some other stuff behind the scenes. It was just guy, other guys sick and and trying to get them ready and and uh, guys battling through all of that. So, you know, all that considered, it was a really good effort. So, no Morgan, then the late scratches from Mitch Marner and John Tavares, and you thought for sure this one had a bad loss written all over it. We did, though. I I don't agree. Yeah, we called this in here yesterday saying it's the type of spot they show up. But I think even more so with those two guys going down, it's an even more of a spot where they win the game. And as soon as I saw that, like, you know, you read the least PR tweet. They put out the tweet being like Tavares and Marner both out with injury. And you read all the replies to the tweet. It's like 7 nothing win incoming. They're going to win. They're going to win. Like people know this team yeah. so well. Yeah. And I don't – how do you quantify what happens to this team when they're missing guys and there's, they're down and there's adversity? Like why does this happen? If you would like my theory, and then yes, check I would out lo- sportsnet.ca. Oh, perfect. I, I published an article today on this exact topic. Good. Um, and so I do have a theory on it, which is basically 
You know, the Leafs are a really top-heavy team. We talk about that all the time. Their big guys play all the minutes, yada, yada, yada. But you cannot play 82 games at your max level intensity. So you get games against bad teams where they don't show up, but they still play 25 minutes because that's the way Keefe rolls and, and all that. These guys just never get the opportunity to be the guys who carry the mail. Domi played 18 minutes last night. You know, Robertson played a ton of time. You get guys who are suddenly, hey, you matter. You're going to play even if you make mistakes. And you get these best efforts where it's like a tryout for these guys, almost like a preseason or new coach bounce, mm. where you get the very best of yeah. these guys who say, when there's opportunity, it should be mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And last night, I mean, what? that's their best game of the year, defensively by mile. 100% agree with you. Like, uh, you are a team. And there's no question that you understand where your role is and how you can contribute. And ultimately, it really comes down to 20 guys coming together, yada, yada, yada. We all know that. Then there's the quiet little voice in your head that says, that goes against that. And we've all had it. It's called internal competition mm-hmm. where I heard a left winger got hurt. I heard a left winger is not playing tonight because of the flu and I'm cheering mm. because all it means is more ice time for me or a bigger opportunity. Mm. And I can't imagine the internal black, uh, backflips that McMahon had and Gregor had yeah. and Domi had when they heard no Marner and no Tavares. Yeah, you're going to be on PP1, Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi. Both those guys for the first time this season must have been like PP1. P- P- and, and you're coming out like a, like you've been shot out of a cannon last night. Gregor was like a lion. Flying. And he, he was showing the hand. He was like dancing around, guys. I'm like, what flying. the hell? What have you been doing? Yeah. Right? Where have you been? Yeah. Yeah. They're all skating was- around like. Yeah, you think I'm a fourth liner? I'll yeah. show you. Nick Robertson coming back on pucks, lifting sticks. Like hey, that guy hunted last night. Yes, he, Nick yeah, he, Robertson hunted last he, night. I, I really enjoyed his game. Yeah. So this is what Bunkus and I broke down on Lee's talk last night. I'll get your opinion on it. Will Keith view this as a game mm-hmm. where he sees yeah. the lesser guys play really well, and now he's like, okay. I can trust these guys in different situations, even when the big boys come back. Yeah. Like, no. is that something? <laughs> is that something yeah. that can happen? Uh, it's just you know something that we haven't really looked at much. <laughs> but they, I, <laughs> yeah, uh, Sammy, you're asking, can people change? Yeah, that's what you're asking. I asked Doug Armstrong that yesterday, but he put out. Last night, to finish the game, when he has healthy Matthews, he has healthy, he put out Bobby Mac. Bobby McMahon, Bobby McMahon Camp, and Gregor mm-hmm. to finish the game. And it's like, they get the, they win the draw, win a puck battle, and he banks one in off the boards and into the net, and they win the game. Ball corner that will be Sheldon Keefe's greatest challenge the last 30 games, is you're going to get these guys back yeah. as early as Saturday. Thursday night, you know. Marner wakes up, feels better. Yeah. He's coming to the rink. Tavares, the same thing. Yeah, right? Willie wasn't at practice today either. He's not feeling good. So Great. I imagine he was sick last night yeah. too. Yeah, he did. implied okay. yeah. that. Not, not to derail this conversation, mm, but really? I will a little bit. 
Think about what these guys have gone through the last little Absolutely. while between All Stars and uh, hands they shake. Okay. okay, first of all, I like riding the TTC, but come on, like they didn't have to take the TTC to Nathan Phillips oh. Square and load them up and what a like, zag! What a zag! Just, just like, <laughs> come on, they've been through a lot. They've been traveling. They've yeah. all been in airports. Who knows? They're all coming back. Cut them a break. No, I mean, cut them a break. Kipper, they take their subway every day. You know, I mean, every year is what I meant to say. They take the subway every year. And really takes saying, it every day. But, but like, you're, you're, you're really, in the last week and a half, two weeks, the chances of you getting sick were probably as better than at any point during the season. That's, all, that's my whole point. Yeah. yeah right? I mean, I mean, you guys They've all know. they through a lot. Yeah. To hear Marner's run down after everything that he's gone through in the last 10 days. What, let's put our surprise faces on. I know, it's on. some of the best things for these guys. Like, Morgan Riley having a break right now is not so terrible. Marner to have a couple of nights. All right, Willie can sit one out on Thursday. Like, I don't think this is terrible for the Leafs. Okay. So, right. I mean, if we want, we're just kind of talking about that. If we want to listen to Derek Keefe clip eight about the plan for Riley during the suspension, he alludes to something like that. So if you want to, if you play that clip for us. Yeah, we just because the nature of what's been happening behind the scenes with the whole situation, we haven't had a lot of discussions about that. Um, but it has been on my mind about if he's, if he's not going to be playing, how can we manage him? Because he's obviously plays a lot of minutes for us here. We've, we've chosen to this point to keep him going, keep him on the ice while we're uncertain of how a situation was going to play out in the period of time and all that. But, but, uh, I do think it warrants a discussion uh, in terms of how to manage him, you know, going forward here, given that I, as much as he plays for us, as much as we're going to need from him down the stretch, and the fact that, you know, he he, uh, he didn't have the same type of break that uh, that others had given his participation in the All-Star game. So uh, all that stuff we'll, uh, we'll get to in time. So he gets it. And he mentioned that with Matthews, too, at the end of his scrum today. Because Matthews was out there for a bit, and he went off the ice, and he had given him Matthews the full optional treatment today. Like, if you didn't want to come, you could take the maintenance, and he was there for a bit. And he mentioned it again. He's like, yeah, these guys, like, that was a lot. That was a, that's uh, a big. They were the ambassadors for the yes. All-Star game, right? They're involved Bieber, in everything. Every, every single event, they're yeah. there. And that, I mean, maybe that's why they're not feeling so well. Sure. Very mm-hmm. possible. All right. We got uh, the, the blue flu sweeping through the dress. JB, right. you mentioned... More minutes, more opportunity, and the man of the hour who took uh, most advantage, Bobby McCatrick. Let's get Sheldon Keefe's thoughts on his effort last night. Yeah, well, you, a night like this where, you, you know, if, like you look at his goals, is one, he wins a battle, attacks the net. Uh, great finish, second one, he's competing at the net front and then just kind of turns and fires it at the net. Uh, so you hope that kind of helps some confidence and help, you know, make you feel like you belong in the league. But um, for a guy like Bobby, you know, he's you, you want efforts like this and you want the goals to go in. But he's he's trying to learn to, to grab onto a role in the league, right? I mean, he's he's uh, he can score. He's done that at the American League level, but it's been a challenge in the NHL. So if you're not going to score, which you know you're not going to get a hat trick uh, every night. Uh, so you got to work on all the other things and do the other things really well. Be physical. Be defensively responsible. Uh, you know, be trusted. Be able to kill penalties. Like all things that kind of can kind of keep you in the league. So, I saw one of my favorite Twitter accounts, Jake Beliefs, tweet out this: that regardless of what happens for the rest of his career, he can 
say that he scored a hat trick for the Toronto Maple Leafs and that the Scotiabank Arena was chanting his name. He yeah. can tell his kids that. He can yeah. tell his grandkids that. Yeah. There was a Bobby I, I can't chant. tell my kids yeah, that. I was yeah. going to say there's a hundred and how many did I put there? 132 guys who scored a hat trick for the Leafs. I didn't know, Kipper, were you one of them? I only had one crack at a hat trick in my whole career, and I shot it right in Joe Ricci's head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Against Glenn Healy, too. Oh, oh no. wow. Washington versus the Islanders, <laughs> and I had an old empty net. And I'm telling you, I took a wrist shot right in, and Joe Ricci sat his fat ass down in the <laughs> crease and blocked it with his head. Oh, oh my God. Lost my hat trick. So there you go. Anyways, I just thought, like, that is cool. And he's been a good player. Yeah. He'll probably have, you know, I don't know how many games you'll play in his career, but okay. last night was awesome. Now, if Bobby McMahon's listening to our show, don't listen to Sammy, okay? okay. Because don't, don't, don't come to the rink feeling like that was going to be your best moment the rest of your right. career. Okay. I, yeah. Think, think it's just the start of something. You know, I thought there it was pretty instructive, you know, what Sheldon Keefe said about him, which is just that they want to see him do a whole lot more. You know, that's a they're asking him to fill a hard role. Like the goals almost don't even matter. They want him to kill penalties and block shots and hit people and he's he's big and he skates extremely fast and he shoots it extremely well. If he can do the other things and stay in the lineup, his shot will score him goals. He's got an absolute laser. He's not going to get it off a whole ton because he's not going to be put in great spots. So, you know, do those little things. Stay in the lineup. He'll shoot some in the net. He'll shoot 10 in the net if he plays a full year. Got to love both those goals, too. Like the power move off the boards and then the one where he's falling away and puts it top corner. Like those are two, and they're big goals for the Leafs. So, I want to continue this conversation on Bobby McMahon, but I want to bring in like Bertuzzi as well. So you've got two clips here from Sheldon Keefe. One with Domi, Robertson, and Bertuzzi, or just Tyler Bertuzzi? Which one do you like better? Clip 11. Okay, let's go to uh, Sheldon Keefe on Tyler Bertuzzi. To me, he's, he's played good hockey. You don't get those types of chances uh, if you're not playing good hockey and doing good things. And then also, he's he's made good things happen. I go back to the Ottawa game a couple of games ago. You know, he sets Tavares up for a couple of great A opportunities in the first period. Uh, his forecheck and his disruption there uh, defensively has done a great job for us. He's done a lot of, lot of little little things very well that uh, don't show up on the score sheet. Um, and he's getting the chances. So that's very encouraging. And then at the same time, as I've discussed with him, he's got to work at his game. He's got to practice. He's got to shoot with purpose. He's got to take every rep and practice uh, and have it be meaningful because, um, you know, there's, it's, it's not, quite honestly, it's not just a this season thing. It's last season as well. He's, he's, his pace is not a whole lot different than where he was a season ago. You know, you're trying to get him back to be closer to the 30 goal uh, uh, Bertuzzi, but we um, haven't been able to do that. He's been more so when he was last season. You just dog his practice habits? Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did, pretty much. Yeah. Which I'm, o- I'm okay with a little bit, as long as he's probably told them a thousand times before he went public with it. Yeah. Can't he, just but be f- he went on the, he, they, sh- they showed during the broadcast last night, they showed him being the first guy on the ice working at, you know, shooting it in the net. They also showed him and just the, bang one off the end glass with an empty net. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> he was unbelievable. Last awesome. Time. Controlled the play. Right? I mean, he set guys up. He could have had, I don't know, seven points last night. The, but the breakaway, have you ever seen a guy fight it harder on a breakaway than that? Like, he made six He's deked himself out. I, I've never. He can't shoot the puck, right? No. Like, I've, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know either. But, you know, as far as preferential treatment we know 
Bertuzzi's had it for, you know, first 50 games. And, like, yeah, we get it. You, you're paying this guy, what, $5.5 million a year. Like, you've spent the first 50 games trying to get him going here. Yeah. But here we are today after the game last night, and as far as I'm concerned, that, that whole left side is wide open, guys. Wide open between Knives, Bertuzzi, McMahon, Domi, Robertson, uh, Holmberg. It's wide open. I, I need somebody yeah. to well, step up. Wide open and very not very good are, are those yeah. similar words. I mean, the points of the guys it's you just an, mentioned, Domi, 25, Bertuzzi, 21, Knives, 20, you know, like Robertson, 15. Just, it can't be just a given anymore for Bertuzzi that he's a top six guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, but I do think that, like, you watch him play last night, he's the best of the guys he named. You know, like, Domi has been much better. Um, he can create some, and he's a useful guy, too. <clears throat> Robertson had a good game, but Bertuzzi, like, he, it's just not going in, for the love of God. But you're right, he's been given every opportunity the, to find it this year. The first miss is unthinkable. Like, he's cutting towards the open net. Bennington's going the other way. Yeah. He just shoot it in the net. Push it over the line. Truly. Like, I, I don't know what else you can say. And you can talk about how yeah. he's doing other things really well. He's been scored since my mom's birthday, December 27th. It's a long time ago. I have a lot of recollection of trying to tell my coaches, like, I've had, I had like eight chances in that game. Like, what are you, why are you all over me about points or whatever? And be like, don't, you know, you're not paid to get chances. <laughs> you're, paid, you're not. You paid a lot to get goals, and they're not coming. Put it into the hockey net. Uh, I mentioned for that blue line again without Morgan Riley stepping up a little bit. I thought that was the most uh, comfortable I've seen Brody probably in a very long time. Yes. I no. thought Jake McCabe, yeah, no, I thought he was way better. Totally agree. And I thought Jake McCabe is, looks fantastic. Like those two guys were really good last night. I guess, you know, Brody and Lilligren were paired up. Lilligren finally got that opportunity. He was the one last night who should have had the day that Domi and Robertson and Bertuzzi had, and he didn't. All right, let's go to Sheldon Keefe on uh, Brody and Lilligren. 13. Yeah, I like the pair. Um, you know, I thought Brody, in particular, on the left side, uh, fared very well. His touches on the breakout, I thought, were, were much cleaner and seemed to have a lot more confidence on that side. Uh, you know, Lilligren had some tough, some, some tough moments in the game at different times, but overall, I thought they did a lot of good things, and there's a number of good things as you go through the shifts that you pull out uh, that are very positive for him. Uh, so you want to uh, clearly keep, keep building on that. So it's just a matter of Keeping Brody on the left side now. Sounds to me like that's what he wants to do. Like, if I were to read into that, I'd say he says touches were a lot cleaner. You know, looked he liked how he looked there. So I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to find a way to get him there. That that was eye-opening to me. Yeah. Like, I, you know, because he's been comfortable playing on his offside, right? Like, yeah. for the whole time he's been here, he's played on his offside most of the time. And that's hard. He's playing the whole game handcuffed, it feels like, for two seasons. And when you're not playing well, and playing with a guy like Riley is a little harder to play yeah. with too, right? So. And so I just... Like, just the way he was handling the puck, it's like, oh, yeah, he's a lefty. Right. Playing on the left side is probably a lot better. So, like, if you're Trilliving watching that, do you think, like, maybe if we get somebody to play with him or you have them, Lilligren and him, play lesser minutes and you get somebody for the top pair? Like, I feel like that opens things up a little bit, no? Yeah. yeah. Magic words was getting someone in the top pair. <laughs> well, right. there's options. There are options. It might cost you a lot, but there's options out there. Luke Shen want to come back? Oh, man. You couldn't afford him once. 
They <laughs> <laughs> could probably find a way to afford them, no? Um, Sammy had what, like four shots on what the first fifteen? Like it was pretty incredible that uh, yeah. they they could play this kind of sound defensive system, being down like that uh, in in manpower, and you're you're kind of wondering like. Can they not play this all the time when guys are in the lineup too? I know. And that's, you know, part of my article today is that that should be the encouraging part is it's there. You know, like they can do that. I, I have clips in my article today. Willie Nylander coming back in the D zone, picking pucks off mm-hmm. and taking away chances. Guys coming back, blocking shots. You know, the uh, the expected goals for St. Louis last night was like one. Like like Samson, it was the lowest yeah. the Leafs have, have allowed all they, year. They they had a couple of odd man breaks. They couldn't even get a shot on goal. I mean, they took the night off. I, they must have looked I, at the Leafs lineup. And, no, ah, no, that's not it. No, that's what is not it? it. Stink. No, the Leafs no. are that good. No, what I'm gonna keep that? guessing. Keep going. <laughs> what was <laughs> what was going on on the weekend? Kansas City Super Bowl. Oh, Thank you. And where were they? In Montreal. They? Oh boy! With, One o'clock with, puck with, drop without, without a game. Without a game till Tuesday. Oh, what you're Come saying on. is that they may have enjoyed themselves in Montreal. No, I'm not suggesting it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, as an ex-player. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a couple of those situations. You don't get many green lights over the course of the season, and that's a double yeah, green. Seven, <laughs> one, seven, eight, five straight on the road, starts the Habs, Come Super on. Bowl Sunday, it's let's fire it up. It's hard to connect the dots on St. Louis's. No, credit to you for doing it. Yeah, that is, I was hard. I didn't think of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They didn't get their best. You're speaking they from didn't. experience. Yes, I am speaking from experience. They, they didn't. Yeah, there was, they gave nothing. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I did. I thought Robert Thomas really popped. Yeah. Like, to me, if I was going to pick out one guy, like, I know he's their best player, but he was a little bit pass-happy, and you get when Armstrong throws in the oats comparison yesterday yeah. on our show, you understand what he's coming from, but, like, I thought he he showed. But other than that, I didn't really see a whole lot from him or from anyone else. No. Okay, let's take a quick break, and when we return, we'll talk a little bit of uh, what we saw in the crease last night as Joseph Wall gets ever so closer to returning to the Toronto Maple Leafs. You are watching and listening to The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Leaf edition of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Not uh, an easy go- a game for uh, any goaltender when you are barely have, what, three shots on goal in the first period. Yeah. And Leafs jumping out to a 2 nothing start. Mm-hmm. Is there a part of you thinking Samsonov going to hold the lead here? No. No? Part of me was thinking Samsonov is going to... It's a tough task when you don't get a lot of shots and you're not in rhythm, and then one gets tipped through them, you know, in a way that it just felt like, you know, those are 
maybe it's unlucky, but it's tough when you don't have a lot of action. So I can't say yeah. I, I felt a ton of confidence. Yeah, I thought he made a couple of key saves. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think that uh, you know he obviously wasn't overly pressed or busy, but it's it's hard to to make those key saves when you haven't had a lot of action. Yeah, and not not a great game to evaluate him. Tough to see the you know sixty four other goalies in the league or sixty three others going in, in net in that spot and being worse or better. Just pretty easy game. I uh, this was from Jonas Siegel on Twitter that the Leafs had five stalls for the goalies in the dressing room today: Samsonov, Joseph Wall, Martin Jones, Matt Murray, and Dennis Hildeby. Ooh, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> just one more note: uh, someone <laughs> went over their gun. Well, you I mean you mentioned that when the Leafs went oh, wow. up. When the Leafs went up, uh, someone sent me a stat that said Sammy's save percentage went ahead by one goal is the worst in the NHL. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but I am unsurprised by that. And Sammy's save percentage went ahead by two goals is the fifth worst in the NHL. So that meant it. <laughs> hey, what game state is it good? Well, uh, I'm just saying that yeah. last night would have been a good confidence builder yes, for absolutely. him. Yeah, personally right. to shut I mean, the door. Every time he can get a win, you know, in, in a game like that where, you know, you only win by a couple with an empty netter, it's good. Definitely a good thing. And to me, you're just stacking wins without Riley. Got yeah. your 1-0 without well, Riley. Well, that's it. You're looking at a five-game window and going, yeah. God, if we're 3-2, and two, it's okay. Yeah. Isn't Anything less the than first that win, is disaster. Yeah. yeah. Philly tomorrow night. Philly. Philly. Anaheim. Anaheim St. Louis. St. Louis. Arizona. Arizona. Correct. And then it's, I think, Vegas is the next one. Dun, dun, dun. You get into the tough part. Do we... Uh, well, let's go to Sheldon Keefe for an update. You mentioned the five goalies today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goalie the goalie? Let's go to Sheldon Keefe, clip 14, on what the heck's wrong with uh, Martin Jones. No, no, no. Today, just the fact that he was he, he felt comfortable going on the ice to kind of give it a test run this morning. Um, he skated before the practice group, and, and that was positive. I haven't gotten a whole lot of a report uh, in terms of how he felt, but he didn't do a lot today. It was just more kind of trying to stay up and running, but uh, uh, certainly not ready to, to really push himself at this point. So uh, it's just a situation that is day-to-day, and they got to keep, uh, keep on top of. Hey. Is this the most mysterious injury of all time? Are the goalies, they got to get... Listen, they got to get the voodoo out for Tyler Bertuzzi and the goalies. What's going on? How, how can they not be like scared to death right now about their goaltending situation going into this stretch? You know, you can talk yourself into a lot of things as a Leafs fan or whatever, but like, could you create a more uncomfortable goaltending scenario than young kid who, with not much NHL experience, who is often injured, is your best choice? Samsonov, who's just a train wreck mentally this year, is your next best. And then the old guy who hasn't had a 900 save percentage in a couple of years, who's hurt now, is an option. Like, and ooh. and it's not your top priority. Not even close. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. When you put and it like that. They could be, they could be awesome. Wall could come back and be a 920 and be one of the best guys in the league. But you, you, you cannot... If you're Brad Tree living today, you cannot spend any time on the phone no. talking about or thinking about upgrading this situation. It's just not your priority. It has to be that blue line. Right. So you're looking at your goalie coaches and you're saying, it's up to you. Here, you take this. You think about this part of the game. And it's up to you. I, I don't know. Is it just a... 
a hopeful wish that Joseph Wall can pick up where we saw him in the, those last few games before getting hurt here because there was that small sample size where we went, what a player. oh, my God, is he, he good. so good. Maybe he'll come back and look that good. But, like, high ankle sprains, who have you seen come back from that, you know, this season? Lilligren. Lilligren came back and hasn't been very good. Mm. Remember, Travis Dermott went through it, and he wasn't very good when he came back. Marner went through it in like 2019 or something, but I don't remember how he was when he came back. Do you, so you mentioned the blue line. This is something that I wanted to get to in the last segment that I, I didn't bring up with you. Okay. But what were you going to say? Oh, I just want to finish the goaltending oh. conversation. Yeah, it's scary. Okay. Terrifying. So from from the way I would handle it, that I would I would not play Joseph Wall between now and the end of the season, huh? I would not play him like it's your net to lose. Oh, okay. He <laughs> bit of a cliffhanger he there. Can't he? <laughs> cannot he? Cannot come back and play like five or six in a row? Yeah, you've got to treat him like he's a part of a tandem. You got to treat him like you have to make sure that this guy is as close to around bubble wrap as you can to get to the playoffs. He gets hurt again. He's done for the year. That's the way you got to think. If he is in the net for the Toronto Maple Leafs in game one in the playoffs, I'll feel as good as most teams do about their goaltender outside of the three or four elite elite guys. I'll feel fine. Got to get him there, though. You do. And you can't do it by bringing him back as early as this weekend or early next week and say, hey, go get him. Here you go. That's why, why, like, Sammy last night, if he can come in, if – if Wall can play two two out of three games, yeah. two out of four games, like almost even a split until Wall can prove that the ankle's fine for another three weeks or a month in, then you got a chance here to, to, yeah. to not s- sweat bullets on your goaltending situation. Let's hear what Sheldon Keith has to say on when Joe Wall will play clip 10 there. Don't uh, don't have a sense of that here yet. Today was another good practice day for him. Um, we've been kind of taking a day at a time and communicating with him and how he's feeling, and, and uh, I think he continues to feel better and better each day. So in terms of uh, participating in games, I think he's, he's getting to the point where it's it, we can have those discussions and start to map it out a little bit. Um, so Tree's been a little distracted uh, here uh, of late, so we haven't had to... We haven't had the chance to really nail down some of these things, but I think we're getting close there. And then, of course, the Jones situation also is a factor here uh, in terms of how you know the plan may uh, may need to be changed or adapted in terms of how we uh, uh, projected it out a couple weeks ago. How much does Jones make? Eight fifty, seven fifty. How much does Wall make? Same. Yeah, I probably tell you what's going to happen here pretty soon. What's that? Like an IR for Jones, and they just bring back Wall, and there you go. Yeah, one right? in, one out type of thing. Feels like yeah, that. Jones that's is eight seventy five. Um, yeah, very possible. Do we want to hear the clip on Wall's mental strength no, as I, well? I want to ask you guys about Nick Roberts. Okay, all before right. we go, because okay. we're running out of time here. How, what you've seen over the last, I guess, I guess, since he's solidly been in the lineup, since he, you know, he's healthy scratch, but he's gotten back in there and he's been in there solidly, like. Where do you weigh him as a positive contributor for the Leafs 
as opposed to a trade asset for the Leafs because I'm having a tough time with it. I really am. Yeah, I, I waffle back and forth too because you can see it at times from him. But I think he's made good strides. Yeah. So you, would you lean towards keeping him, or are you still very open? Trying? Not right now. Uh, you know, not where the Leafs are at and where they're trying to go and where you're looking at needing a guy. You know, you, you'd want to have more heavy guys than you know, given the way your core plays and what you have, what they do. He just, to me, isn't a fit. It's not that I don't think he's an NHL player, not that he couldn't be good for someone, but <laughs> I, I don't... It's like I've said about Lilligren for years. What is the game state where the Toronto Maple Leafs put him on the ice? Is it when they're up? It's like, no, he's not a defensive whatever. Is it when they're down? No, he's not. not. That's Robertson to me. When you need goals, he's not the guy that goes out there. He's not even close to your top few guys. When you're defending it, him, when is it? You do here. That's about it. It's just a fit thing. I give him a lot of credit because he has turned himself into an asset, which I, I don't know whether or not we could have said that uh, a short while ago when he was hurt or in and out of the lineup or mm-hmm. even as a Marley. So I think he can play in the National Hockey League. The only thing you got to often ask, and this is what teams do when they when they envision trading for a guy, is... Where is he on a good team, on a contending team, not on a Leaf team that's up and down like a toilet seat or even a bad team like San Jose, but where would he be for you on a team contending for the Stanley Cup? Is he in your top six or is he in your bottom six? No, but see, this is the thing, and I agree that's a worthwhile question for teams looking to trade for him. Yeah. But to me, you know, there are... 32 teams in the league, and there's, you know, two left wingers per team, and then there's the third line somewhere in there. To me, he's on a bad team. I could see him playing 15 minutes a night on a third line somewhere. I don't have him on a cup-winning team. It doesn't fit to me. If he's your best, if he's a top-six left winger, you're not good enough. So, But that doesn't mean he can't play in the league or play for someone. The other thing, though, Kip, is that you're buying a 22-year-old, and maybe he can become that. Maybe he can find more. And maybe he can. But I'm not willing to pay a high price for that. So my point in asking you where do you see him dictates his value. Yeah, Mm. you're selling me a lottery ticket. You're not selling me a left winger. I'll I'll buy that lottery ticket for a fifth round pick. But I'm not trading it for a fifth round pick. I'd rather wait and see on the upside. Do you think, Sammy, that he's turned himself into a second round pick for you? No, I have no idea. I'm asking you guys. I I really don't know. I, I don't think he's there yet. But like, could he be part of a trade for Boone Jenner? Of course he can. Part of a trade for Chris That's kind of how you you use him. I don't think you ever just trade him for a fifth. A hundred percent. Okay. But is he an add-on? Is he a a throw-in? Do you think his value has improved over the last three weeks? Yes. Okay. I do believe that. Okay. Uh, I got a new read for you today, boys. On uh, Tuesday, February 20th, Scotiabank Arena will celebrate its 25th anniversary, which is crazy. And it'll be opening its doors to the community by offering the opportunity to skate on the Leafs' home ice and shoot around in the Raptors' private in-venue practice court. For this occasion, we are offering two passes to this limited-time event, which is awesome. Uh, to, en- to enter, listen daily to Real Kipper and Born for the code word, then text code word to 59590. Today's code word is LEAFS. Text LEAFS to 59590 right now for your chance to win. Listen tomorrow for the second code word. And if you do not win with us, passes are available at scotiabankarena.com slash 25th anniversary. That code word again 
is Leafs. And our thanks, code word. Our thanks to the Sportsnet Creativity uh, Department. Oh yeah, on, another, uh, the code word. Yes. Yeah. Well, but we don't even need how, it. How much, how much At time least do you it think wasn't they... like text for you know first round <laughs> failure to you know <laughs> text Carrie Fraser to. Do we need a new creative department? <laughs> no, Leafs is good. Leafs is okay. Leafs is, Leafs is, good. is good to me. Fine. Uh, yeah, and there's people are texting in Leafs. It's all good for you guys. Happy to see it. All right. Anything else you want to cover from last night? I mean, we got we did Domi, yeah. Robertson, and Bertuzzi. The Tavares and Marner getting scratched, how that happened last night. Yes. I, we don't have to play it, but it's funny how it is happened that he, at 4.30 he found out about Marner, like, so really late in the evening. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you find Matthews without Marner? Uh, Matthews is fine. It was pretty unremarkable. Quiet. Yeah. Oh, God. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. No, not quiet for you. <laughs> no, I didn't think he was any good. I barely noticed him. It's okay. They can honestly. take a day off, too, he, right? Yeah. He's not, he hasn't got, he didn't end up throwing up uh, like Mitch Marner did yesterday, Will, but he Willie's can, he, a beauty. He can take a night off every once in a while. Yeah, Willie's. What a beauty that By was. By the way, there, I did notice several occasions where Willie had Matthews open and just trying to fire one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see you go in the net for William. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the national edition of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Mike Hofford, co-host of Hofford and... Halford. 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 Sorry. See, I got no glasses. We'll be joining us. You guys good? Good. All right. We're good. (laughs) Stunning radio here on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Can't wait for the next hour.